Welcome back, listeners. Last time in our adventures on the Backlog Breakdown, our brave adventurers, Josh and Nate, were dealing with the dangers of completionism. What's in store with this episode? Tune in and find out on this episode of the Backlog Breakdown. What's up, Josh? <laughs> hey, dude. Doing good. Doing good. How about you, man? Um, you know, doing good. Being cold. Being, being old. <laughs> being cold and old. Being cold, but, being old. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, 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 I, I wish there were other words in there, but those are the two that, like, I am feeling very old man right now. Like, my back is kind of, like, stiff. Oh, and, no. Yeah, just working, working out, and then ah. you know, you know, heavy. Uh, it's been heavy. I I carried a lot of mail today, and uh, so I'm just you know, and then it's been cold. So, um, no no episode would be complete without me whining about the weather. <laughs> so uh, it's just been cold and wet, and but uh, nice. but yeah, man. So what have you you've been up to? I mean, oh man. What have I been up to? Well, family stuff has been kind of up and down, weird like sicknesses coming in and out and leaving. And so that always throws me for a loop. I, we just had some friends in town from, from out of town, which was pretty cool. We got to hang out um, and had a really good time together. Um, we, our church did our fall festival this weekend. That was pretty cool. cool. Uh, yeah, I was in charge of the band that was playing, so setting up the stage and getting that going, and then we also showed, um, uh, what's it called? It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, so okay. I, I was, I set up that whole, uh, the projector and the screen and all that fun stuff, and made sure that was done as well, and, and it was a good time, it was a good time. I was kind of like, off in my own little quarter, corner of the courtyard, where, like, the trunk, the, the trunk or treat was like on the opposite end. So I didn't see a lot of kind of what was going on until everyone kind of made their way my way. So I didn't get a, a, a complete picture of, of the whole event. But uh, I think for what I had had to do, it went pretty well on my end. And it seemed like there were a lot of people, which was pretty cool. So Did, did the kids score like a bunch of candy? Yes, yes. yes. Lots, always lots of candy. Uh, yeah, and my and so kids by are proxy. Like, you score a bunch of candy. <laughs> well, uh, yes and no. Um, it's definitely a lot of candy for them, um, but but they just don't have candy very often. So, like, my wife was like, yeah, they got a ton of candy, and I saw it, and I'm like, oh, this is like 15 pieces. This isn't that much. Oh. But um, that, that's okay, because we're, we're going to be heathens and go trick-or-treating on Wednesday, so um, nice. there will be more candy had by the family and my wife went out and bought a bunch of candy today so that we could hand some out to our neighbors and stuff so, i just remember as a kid like getting like that shopping bag full of like and even if it was like garbage candy mm-hmm. like that like if, even if it was like all sweet tarts mm-hmm. you know it was like you had this sack full of just sugar yeah and uh, totally it, it yeah so D- did you guys ever get the the bit oh honey things Oh, you know what those that are is? the worst. Yeah, I oh, was like, the, that's like, probably the lowest on the totem pole for me with those bit of honey. And even then, it's like, okay, you know, it's 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 candy. I'm not going to spit it out, but it's just like that was that was the garbage candy. I think the the only thing that 
I ever got that I think rivals that is you ever get um like the chewing wax? Um, I I can't think of. I mean, not, not like Swedish fish, right? No, it's actual like wax that's flavored. Okay, no, I don't think I've ever done kinda that. Kind of like gum, but it's just not good. That sounds terrible. Um, Why it's, would- <laughs> I don't know. Whoever it was like, it comes in like these weird shapes, but then like, like I said, I just, I just remember I just get like either that or I'm totally crazy, which could be an option but it was like i remember getting like pieces of chewing wax and i was like this stuff is gross (laughs) like it had like a a it was like it was like the least fun to chew gum in the world because it had a flavor for like a half of a second and then it just was like this like gross thing that you're just kind of like yeah Hmm. like i mean yeah it sounds terrible. Did they come in the shape of like Coke bottles? Um, some of them might. The one okay. I'm thinking of in particular was, well, there were like the Coke bottles that you could bite off and like the like the top, mm-hmm. and you could like drink the 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 syrup that was in it. But then there oh, was like, like I want to say lips, yeah, lips, and they were awful. They okay. were all, it was all disgusting and awful. <laughs> yeah. Th- so the only reason I say that is because I'm, I'm Googling it right now. And so I'm seeing the Coke bottle ones and they look somewhat familiar, but I think that's why in my mind I conflated it with Swedish fish because it's okay. Yeah. See, my, my wife knows what, what you're talking about. I've, I've never had those candies before. <laughs> she agrees <laughs> with you. They're the worst. <laughs> why would wax ever be good? Um, I don't know, but someone was like, oh, no, hey, like, let's give this to small children, you know? And I'm like, I I'm hate like, children. Let's give these out. I was like, I hate children. I want them to not like candy. I'm going to tell <laughs> oh, them. Oh, yeah. Candy. There you go. It was probably like the dentist on the street. Oh, <laughs> giving yeah. out wax. Anyways, uh, <laughs> our discussion of, of Halloween candy. Um we we use Halloween as a time to like kind of get to know our neighbors and the people in our neighborhood. Um, yeah. I think it really kind of comes in handy there. I know uh, I made a joke saying, you know, we're going to be heathens and celebrate it. I actually, I never celebrated it growing up. Uh, my parents were very like anti-Halloween. Um, I would always do stuff at church, you know, so I'd always get a bunch mm-hmm. of candy. But um, I never, I've never done trick-or-treating. So technically this will be my first time even though only the kids, I, I have not put any thought into any kind of a, a, a costume. So I don't know if something pops up between now and Wednesday, I'll, I'll take pictures. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, well see. I didn't, you know, just sort of, we did a little bit of trick or treating when I was younger, mm-hmm. but then at some point in time, like we moved, we never had really close neighbors Mm-hmm. So it was always like they would drive us to like, you know, our, our different friends' houses. Okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. So you'd pile in the car and then you go two miles down the road and you'd stop at a house and, you know, but um, yeah. And then there was just a point where it's like, it was never like, you know, my, my parents, uh, you know, I grew up in the, the evangelical free church and there was oh, never that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm an e free kid, and I've evolved into my final form as uh, <laughs> the the truly reformed. Um, 
Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't think there was ever like a big, like, Oh, Halloween is of the devil sort mm-hmm. of thing. It was more like, uh, there's nobody close enough to like really go to. So, I mean, I remember doing it as a kid for a few years. Like my mom would make us Halloween costumes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one year I went as the karate kid. I nice. That. that was, that was probably like, you know, the, you know, like my crowning, my, like <laughs> I peaked, I peaked at that point in time yeah. and it's been downhill ever since. Yeah. You know, it's like, once you're the karate kid, you know, where else can you go? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you've mean, ascended all the heights. <laughs> you, you've reached your final form, as you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have um, dressed up a couple times, but it was after I was already out of the house. And, and I agree, like one of the first times I ever dressed up, I did, uh, uh, I went, I was Sweeney Todd. And I don't, I can't, I don't think I ever actually went to like a party or anything like that. I was actually, I had to work. Um, so I went into, I was working at a coffee shop at the time. And I went into this coffee shop in full like Sweeney Todd outfit which is yeah, yeah. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Um, my my wife actually wanted to she wants to do like the couples costume stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at this point in time in my life I'm such a killjoy <laughs> and a buzzkill <laughs> that uh I'm like I will not do that, you know. Um my yeah, my wife always kicked around ideas but they never I I don't think they ever like got fleshed out. We didn't ever actually do it. Um, and now we have kids, and so it's much easier to just kind of dress them up. That's right. Do you remember you Animaniacs? What? I was Chicken Boo, and she was Katie Kaboom. Do you remember? There, they were segments in Animaniacs. Okay, I'm trying to like I'm familiar with Animaniacs. I was always more of a Pinky in the Brain kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie Kaboom, Katie Kaboom and Chicken Boo. Yeah. So Chicken Boo. The joke for that segment was that he was a big chicken, like he, he was a human-sized chicken, and he would just dress up like like a certain person, and everyone, like the half the episode would be everyone talking about how how much of a great guy he was, and then it would like pan over to him, and it's just this chicken, you know, with like a baseball cap on or something like that, and uh, someone would walk in. You know, depending on whatever the circumstance was, someone would walk in and they'd be like, what are you talking about? He's just a giant chicken. And everyone's like, no, no, what? he's the most amazing guy ever. And then that person would eventually end up, you know, taking off the hat or taking off the jacket or something like that. And everyone would freak out because it's just a giant chicken. <laughs> so dumb. It I is. I don't know why that amuses me it so is. much. It's very dumb, but it's it's awesome. So yeah, and then Katie Kaboom was just she would literally explode. So she was like this teenage girl, and oh, and, I do remember that one. Yeah, I and, do remember her segments. And so with Animaniacs, like a lot of the the segments, it was just the same joke over and over and over again, just told in different ways. And it definitely both of those characters were that way. It was the same mm-hmm. joke, but it's just yeah. Especially with how stupid it is, it's it's fun. Yeah. That was uh, I'll tell you what, man. We're we're just whew, we are we are laying it on pretty heavy um, <laughs> as far as uh, the spoilers nostalgia goes. Oh, that's so um, true. Oh my yeah, gosh, I didn't even plan I, that. No, I was just thinking about it. Uh, this is sort of a 
perfect segue, but uh, for the listeners, um, obviously you, you can read, and I hope. And so you're going <laughs> to notice that the title for this episode is something to do with nostalgia. Maybe maybe something about like, you know, my nostalgia goggles give me plus two to self-deception or something <laughs> like that. You know, something suitably nerdy, but we're going to be talking about nostalgia um, and just sort of some of the effects that that has on gaming. Um, and I, and maybe it was, it was sort of like the, the pre, the pre recording sort of primed us. And then it was like, you know, childhood and I, I am seriously thinking about like the cartoons of the nineties that I grew up. Like, what was your, like, just sort of as, as a curious thing, did you Mm -hmm. watch a lot of cartoons as a kid, like growing up? Yeah, so yeah, I know I'm a little older than you, but I'm just mm. curious as to what like your favorite or like your standout was. Um, so the ones that come to mind immediately, uh, and maybe it's just because you know Marvel has made such a huge comeback in the movie realm. Um, but the Spider-Man, the '90s Spider-Man mm-hmm. cartoon, loved it, and the X-Men cartoon were both mm. fantastic. Um, <laughs> in terms of, I mean, I did watch a lot of Animaniacs. I wasn't really into Freakazoid. That was a little too weird. Animaniacs was good. Um, Tiny Toon Adventures was really mm-hmm. good. Uh, as a young kid, I liked Muppet Babies. That was okay. good. Right on, um, I did watch a bunch of old cartoons, like old Bugs Bunny, like Looney Tunes cartoons and stuff like that. Um, those were good. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure if you start, Transformers. I mean, All you right, gotta do right Transformers. On. Um, I didn't actually watch a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It it didn't come on in the channels that we had because I almost never had okay. cable. Um, the only times I had it as a kid, we had it illegally. Um, so that didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you just ratted your parents out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Both you and my wife said the same thing at the same time. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know how they how they weaseled that, and I think well, it doesn't it doesn't matter because like honestly, it never lasted very long. It was like for a couple weeks at a time, and then it would go back to whatever. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was always a Thundercats kid. Man. Okay, like I love okay. Transformers too, but and I was I was like big into the Ninja Turtles when yeah. that first came out, and that was like, uh, dude, like uh, before cable, like. And we lived in, I, I grew up sort of eh, rural. I hate that word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, it makes, yeah, it's like one of those, like, it just, it's hard to say, but yeah. I lived, uh, I grew up pretty uh, rural. Um, I lived in sort of the country. Okay. That's easier okay. to say. There you go. <laughs> but we would have an antenna, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I didn't grow up with cable, but it's like, I remember being obsessed with like the turtles and but like the thundercats was always the one that i remember like in being like first grade or kindergarten getting like this little like plastic thundercat sword nice um, like the tiny one because like the sword of omens actually grows and um there was like a small one that you could get and then there there was a bigger one and uh yeah and I remember actually taking it to school and then getting it taken away from me because oh, apparently no. I was chasing kids with it or something. <laughs> I, I think I got it back, but okay. um, it looked you know, too much it, like a gun. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was something <laughs> stupid. It was like, you know, I think I scared someone, like another kid. Yeah. Which, like, anybody who knew me as a child, like, I, I don't understand how they anyone was ever intimidated by me. Uh, <laughs> I was, like, a, a scrawny... Yeah, anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, but, um, so, do you want to... Before we get too too far down the rabbit hole of like childhood and getting all verklempt and uh, all all of that the nostalgia uh, juices going before it gets too too thick in here I don't know I'm it's it's late people and so <laughs> there's just a point where my old cold brain doesn't uh, really do what I needed to but um how uh. Well, let's let's jump into the backlog report. The report. All right, I got the, some stuff the, to report on. Okay, um, I I got a little bit of stuff too. So sweet. Um, why don't you, you go first? Okay. Okay. Um. So I'll just I'll just go ahead and run down my list here. Um. Earthbound. I beat it. Finished. What'd you it think? Up. Um. I thought. So I I, I don't. My. I don't think my impressions have changed or my thoughts have changed since kind of early on in the game, since you really kind of get a feel for the game itself. Um, I do think in terms of mechanics, it was kind of front loaded to where it was much more difficult at the beginning and it got way easier as it went on. Um, so, so my, my past experiences with it were colored by not getting very far and thinking it was really difficult where that really wasn't the case once you kind of get farther on, but that's mechanically. Um, it's a really, I really liked the game. Um, I think it's really quirky and very unique. Um, I think the end, the ending was really good. I think I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and I knew that it was going to be weird and it was weirder than I thought it was going to be, but it had a lot more heart than I thought it was going to have. And so I could totally see it here, rolling into the nostalgia conversation, I could totally see how this could be cemented as someone's favorite RPG or, or just looking back on it with a, a, an enormous amount of fondness because um, I do think it really, it reaches out to you as a player and the connections that you make with the characters are like brought back and emphasized at the end of the game. So, so the ending was much better than I had thought that it was going to be. So I thought it was a really good game. I'm glad that I finally played through it. Um, in some sense, I do think I played through it a little bit too late. Like if I played through it when I was a kid, I would probably in- have enjoyed it a lot more if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, but but I do think it was really good, and I I, I think it it um, the respect that it gets it deserves. Yeah, I yeah. mix that around. <laughs> it deserves the respect that it gets. Totally. Yeah. Um, so beat Earthbound, and also been playing Dead Space, and beat that as well because mm. it's the end of October. I thought I'd mm. finish mm. it up. <laughs> um, I know we we mentioned that we might want to kind of have a breakdown for the game um i'm not sure if we want to <laughs> try and do that this week or if we should put that off till some other time um yeah 
I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we'll touch on it a little bit, but yeah, okay. let's. Uh, we'll we'll put that aside for you know we'll, maybe maybe we'll do a, an especially spooky you know <laughs> backlog breakdown. Well, I like it. Know. I like it. Um, but yeah, that game. I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but I I liked it a lot as well. I think it was very effectively creepy. Um, it wasn't as terrifying as I thought it would be, at least not for me. I felt like I was a little bit too powerful for it to be truly terrifying. Um, I, I, to me, I think the most uh, disturbing scene, or, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The most disturbing part in the game for me was the first time you see those enemies that are, like, coming out of the wall, and they have the tentacles that kind of grip onto the wall and it spits the little tentacle monsters out at you. And they're like super gross moaning and screaming the entire time when Mm. you're, when you're trying to take them down. The first time that thing showed up, it freaked me out. And, and every time that they would show up, I'm just like, Oh, this is, this is so like, they're just creepy. And they are probably, yeah, they, they, they're up there as far as like one of my least favorites. It's it's not that they're even like a super aggressive enemy. No, but they are just disturbing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like I just want you to stop making noise right. now because you're freaking me out. Yeah, yeah, because you're in pain and you don't seem to want to do that. And it takes a while to to beat them. Maybe that's mm-hmm. just because I'm not that good. Um, but the, yeah, and, and yeah, not that they're particularly difficult. I mean, mechanically, I'd say they're a little more annoying than anything else because of the because yeah. the little guys that they shoot out. But um, that was probably the most disturbing part. Um, Funny enough, with Dead Space, I I do think the ending was really good as well. Um, So I I don't want to spoil anything, but I will say that there are two twists at the end, one of which I thought was um, extremely obvious. And so I wasn't very, like, impressed that, oh, this is supposed to be a twist. But the other one caught me very much off guard. So I'm I'm gonna take a guess and, and I think I can guess without spoiling. The one about Nicole, his girlfriend, that one probably didn't catch you off guard. Right. Yes. But the one about one of his his companions probably did. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. Totally. No. Yeah. Totally. Cause I I will say, and I think this plays into the overall vibe of the game, is that throughout the game I didn't I felt like I couldn't trust anyone because I didn't know what was going on. You know, all these humans are turning into necromorphs. I don't know who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. And so I pretty much just didn't trust anyone at all. And it, it fed into this kind of feeling of paranoia while you're going through the game. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I felt like I was a little bit too overpowered um, to really be freaked out by all of that. But I felt like any human that I interacted with, I automatically didn't trust them. <laughs> I I, ju- I just really don't want to spoil anything. Uh, so if if you haven't played this game, um, I definitely recommend it. You ought to play it. Um, and I'm going to do just a quick spoiler. So if you don't want anything spoiled, then go ahead and shoot forward 30 seconds. Um, because I'll just say the one character that I did trust was the one that I should not have. Mm. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Now, that's not even really that big a spoiler. That's like you're not dropping names, or right? Anything. Yeah, yeah. But and I mean, it is literally a ten year old game. Um, yeah. So 
you know, Dude, what did not. you think of the, I just, so I just beat it tonight. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that last fight against the hive mind? I thought it was really cool. Um, it, it, yeah, it was a fun battle, but I, I don't think it was particular. like it looked, it was definitely a spectacle and it was, it was engaging. Um, I, I just, again, don't think it was particularly difficult. Like I didn't die at all. I had a bunch of health that I that I could refill. I had even after I beat it. So I um I would have liked a little bit more challenge from it, and it was kind of obvious how to beat it. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it while I was going through it. There was one part where it grabbed me and like took me up into the air, and I don't know if that was a scripted event or if like no, I screwed up. That's after you. So after you shoot three of the 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 little nodules uh-huh. things. Yeah. It it grabs you, okay. and that act, okay. it actually killed me on the like tonight when I was playing it. Uh-huh. It actually killed me on the first go because it's moving you around, yeah, and like your actual like moving mechanic, they they jank the sticks up on yes. you. Yes, so you're kind of like just I'm like, what am I? Right. Oh, left I don't is no longer this. left. Yeah, it's, you know, diagonal because of the way your character's face. Yeah, totally. And um. so like that one. And uh, that was a little gruesome. I, you know, one yeah, of the things yeah, about about this game, uh, and this isn't really a spoiler either, uh, it is v- visceral. It is mm-hmm. absolutely... Um, I know I use the word gruesome. I know I've used the word visceral. It's, uh, it's kind of gross. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, and yeah, it's just kind of gross. So I learned something actually this week after I finished it. Um, I went back and I know I've I've kind of plugged him before, but the completionists on YouTube just mm-hmm. recently played through this game, and I wa- after I beat it. I didn't want to watch it before I beat it because I didn't want anything spoiled. Um, one of the things that he mentioned is that the designers would actually look over autopsy reports to view mm. mangled bodies like human bodies who had been in, you know, horrific accidents and use that when they were creating all of the enemies and all the necromorphs in this game to make it more realistic. Now, morally, I'm not sure how I feel about like ethically. I, I, I don't think I, that's, that's real skeevy. That's real gross. Right. Exactly. but I I appreciate like their dedication yes. to their craft. Yes, thank you for putting like, that into words. Um, oh, yeah, because I'm I'm like totally of two minds. I'm like I would not condone that, but I think like looking back at the game, I think it shows because it's not. Um, they are the enemies are certainly not cartoony. <laughs> they mm. they seem like um, it is. <laughs> literally human bodies being ripped apart by alien Ugh. like yeah yeah lots of body horror in the game certainly yeah um and now yeah. i see why and i'm just like oh man that's even <laughs> makes Ugh. it makes it a little harder to stomach yeah so how about your reading memorization some of the other parts all right, so um, I finished up that i, I said it last time that i only had like a chapter left in power up um, finish that up. Really good book. Uh, just lots of fun. I think I talked about it more last time. Um, I still have not started the big sleep. 
So I'm behind by an entire mm. month at this point. Well, um, I haven't touched power up yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm still I'm still waiting on the audiobook for my library. So I think I can I can get through it pretty quickly um, once I'm able to have access to it. But it's still on hold there. Um, so I'm going to get to it. I finally, finally, finally uh, hit my my memorization goal. <laughs> that I've been talking about for like five episodes of getting to the, the 15th verse of James one. Um, so I, I was just working on it earlier today. And so I, I say that, I mean, I might, I might have a little bit of the wording towards the, the last verse or two, a little bit off. It's not absolutely perfect, but that's what I've worked on so far. Um, and I'm glad I can finally say (laughs) that I'm 15 verses in still have, you know, a lot to go. Um, yeah. but man, it's, it's like you said, now it takes, you know, it takes a good five, 10 minutes just to, to make sure that I've recited everything and like, yeah. like double checking it. So yeah, it, t- it takes a little bit, it's, it's slower progress, but, um, and I feel like I say that every week, but it, it is, it has been good. It's been good. I, yeah. I have actually been working on it, which has been, um, encouraging at least for me. Um, yeah. So then, yeah. So so basically, I've I've hit a lot of my finished a lot checked checked things off my list, and um and with that, I I think progress has been going pretty good. I did start playing um Mario Odyssey again, just picked okay. that back up um for a little interim before jumping into um the next month's backlog buster game, which we can talk about. As soon as you uh, report on your backlog, sir, what what have you been doing? Uh, so I beat Dead Space as well today. Uh, you know, and and like I said, it, it was like, you know, it was not the first time. Uh, but it it was the first time in a few years that I had played it, and uh, really just, I really do like that game. I am, I do think I am going to go for the platinum. Uh, it's nice. going to be sort of just like plunking away, um, you know, at some of the different trophies. Uh, then uh, I beat Hollow Knight like nice. fifty hours and change oh into gosh. it, but I did have ninety eight percent out of a possible. I think it's one hundred twelve percent completion. They call it. Whoa. And I and I had somebody actually ask me about the the completion thing. And I said, uh, well, and the, and the way that works, so the 112, it, it, it's kind of like, that's not, that's not real math. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. But that, that extra 12% comes from uh, DLC and additional okay. content. So, um, you know, uh, I definitely think I'm going to, at some point in time, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to do a PlayStation run on it. Um, <laughs> and and sort of because i'm silly like that um uh i listened i I had an audible credit so i i dropped that on the big sleep and then i listened to that in the space of like it was probably like two or three sittings um and that all i'm gonna say is like that book just makes me feel like it makes me want to be like a fast talking like you know whiskey swilling (laughs) like just like crime noir like i yeah. like when i was reading it like or listening to it rather um 
I don't like, and I've talked about my sort of obsession with Calvin and Hobbes, but I just kept thinking about like the Calvin and Hobbes strips where he draw Calvin as like sort of this gritty, hard boiled detective. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was like sort of like the stage for me. And <laughs> um, it was just, it was, it was a fun little like romp. Um, the guys over at the Bookening, uh, did a a few episodes on it and i think like if you want like a literary critique that that one would be interesting i don't always agree with them on everything Mm -hmm. you know but i think it's like i don't think i'm gonna get spoilery here but like the the way that the book sort of resolves it's not like it's not like this super logical sort of mystery that you can follow i don't know It's, it's not like one of those things like where I know that for sometimes like uh like when you read like a an Agatha Christie book or whatever mm-hmm. and, and and I haven't read a ton of them maybe a couple but it's like you can sort of like see like the different pieces coming together yeah and then like when it's like when you're at the the end of it you're like oh no this like totally makes sense um it it the ending wasn't quite that but it was just super okay. cool and it actually um kind of stoke something in me and so i think i'm probably going to be hunting down some more of uh mr chandler's books and and reading those from time to time because they're just it's like fun yeah and it's not super heavy and it's i mean like there's a little bit like of like heavier adultish content okay um like but it's it's all fairly like tame it's Mm -hmm. not super explicit or weird um and it's sort of I mean, yeah, I I I liked it. Um, so sweet. Uh, read a few more chapters of How Should We Then Live and Good and Angry, and I just sort of keep plodding through those. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, haven't touched Power Up. My memorization, I've just been like sort of, I've really been struggling with just sort of keeping the first chapter chiseled in. Like, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is I just need to sit down and commit like 15 to 20 minutes every night or every day and say, no, absolutely like this. And, and, and like the reality is it's totally worthwhile. You know, like it's totally worth it. I'm just getting like, you know, I don't think I play too many video games, but like, you know, it is one of those things where, you know, I'll sit down and, and I can find, I can find, dude, I could find 50 hours for Hollow Knight, but I can't find like, you know, a few hours throughout the week. And, and so there's just sort of been a, a bit of a gut check there. And, mm-hmm. um, hopefully this week be able to redouble some of my efforts. I have been doing this thing and I don't remember if I mentioned it or not, but, um, where I've been reading, uh, through Galatians, like once a week. So okay. on Mondays, I read chapter one, Tuesdays, chapter two, you know, and on down the line um, into Saturday. And then uh, the other thing, as just as far as like general reading goes, uh, I read through Proverbs. And so I'm taking yeah. um, uh, like so today was the 29th. So, uh, you know, and uh, I read the 29th proverb and I just picked you know one of those out of there and sort of meditate on that but um but yeah nothing nothing super outstanding dude uh, at some point in time i definitely want to also sort of carve out some time to just gush about hollow Knight because 
<laughs> the the more I think about that game, I was I was talking to somebody earlier tonight about it, and I said like it is probably in my top ten. It might even be my top five. Um, and it's not because I think that that game is like perfect in the sense that like it's it's just like it does nothing wrong. There are some things <laughs> that I'm not a huge fan of, but there's just like it's one of those games that like the total package is just so much greater than a sum of its parts. Uh, I appreciate so much of sort of like the handcrafted element in that game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's made by a small team. Is like, and it's not this proc gen sort of thing. It's like every level is very intentionally designed. The enemies are very, and I just there's something about that that just really sort of uh, appeals to me. Mm-hmm. So definitely going to make time for that. Uh, and and I think in in some ways, and and sort of as a segue, um, one of the things I really liked about uh, Hollow Knight, it sort of reminded me of it it kind of brought me back to that 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 childhood sort of like place um in in a lot of ways like it sort of took me back and i know that the game's like a year old or whatever but it 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 felt like something that i would have played when i was much younger yeah um and like it sort of it channeled that vibe but it did it you know and and but it it sort of yeah, it channeled that that sort of like that nostalgic vibe, but at the same time, sort of brought you know all of the uh, luxuries and sort of all of the benefits of being a, a much more modern game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I you know I really have only good things to say about Hollow Knight, <laughs> and we will save. I will save those good things for later. So, but. Nice. On I, to the rest of our adventure. Well, I, do, I do have one question just about how I'm just, I'm just curious. Did you, did you finish out the, um, what is that called? The Coliseum of Fools? Is that what I it's did, did you beat second, all of them? Okay. I did the second one. Me too. Okay. That's all that I was curious. I actually didn't even try the third one because it took me so many tries to beat the second one. Okay. That's I, all I wanted to know. I, I did the second one. Um, and that was so that I could get the the pure nail. Yeah. Um, and I, if it hadn't been for that, I might not even mess with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was that, dude, that part where there's spikes on the floor mm-hmm. and they squish the walls and yep. you have to like bounce. I was like, I was so angry with that part. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, this is so dumb. Why am I doing this? <laughs> oh, but it was, I mean, it was like, it's definitely like one of those, that whole game is like when, when I finally beat it, I was like, I really like, I actually, I started up a steel soul playthrough. I okay. don't know if I'll actually follow through on that, yeah. but steel soul is a permadeath mode that you open oh. up once you beat the game oh geez no (laughs) (laughs) no i do not have the the intestinal fortitude uh for something like that that is wow um yeah so it was it was the call there was that second coliseum part i didn't again i didn't even try for the third because of the second that part and then the second fight with um what's her name uh shoot i can't think of her name 
Yes, yeah, the second fight with Hornet were the two fights that, or the two like areas of the game where um, it just I had to play it over and over and over and over and over again before I finally got it down. Um, but so th- those were the two most difficult parts. Although um, with my playthrough, I think I got like seventy something percent. So you've beaten much more of the game than I have. Um, Did you fight the Fallen Mantis Lord? The um, th- that's where there are like three of them, right? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, there's, there's, it's a, it's a, he's like, there's a lot of like optional boss fights in yeah. this game. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's one of them. Okay. Cause I've heard people talk about it and I was like, I didn't have very much trouble on those three, the, the Lords. I, um, I think I fought them like maybe five times before. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, it was yeah. like one of those things, like it was a bigger pain than, it was a bigger pain to get to them than it was to actually fight them. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I probably, I probably did three or four, but it wasn't. I didn't remember it being particularly difficult. Okay, but that makes a lot of sense because I have heard people talk about the mantis lord, and I, I don't know whether it was singular, singular or plural. Now that I'm thinking about it, but if there's a much tougher one that's a single person, then no, I have not fought it, and um, that would make a lot more sense since I've heard that it's very difficult. I have sort of a cheesy, like, um, to anyone who's, who, who might be interested, um, I will tell you sort of like, it's not really like, a, it's kind of like a, a way to cheese, but some of the harder boss fights, but at the same time, it's, it's really not because you still have to be good. You have to get good. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're not interested in hearing my little um, thing, skip ahead thirty seconds. <laughs> um, there's so when you get the upgrade for your dodge or your that short dash, mm-hmm. like the shadow dash, the one that lets you dash through them. Did you get that? I don't think I did. Well, you can get a badge that actually turns your shadow dash into an attack. And so for a lot of boss fights, I would just dash through them and then Uh. like run away and then dash back through them and then run away. And, um, Uh. but it's, it's not, it it makes those fights stupid long. And yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, no, I, I, anyways, yeah, I I really like that game, uh, a whole bunch, whole <laughs> big bunches. In case you listeners haven't noticed, we both like that game. Mm, <laughs> All right, so good. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I, I I held us down there in uh, in the hollow nest a little bit longer than we had than we had planned. Ah. But onward, good sir. On, onward to. On with the rest of the show. <laughs> to nostalgia land. I don't know. I can't think of a, a cool tagline. Uh, I you know you know, hey, you know, we, we can't we can't always be a hundred percent, you know. <laughs> Onward uh, to the past? Uh you know, let's let's go back to the future. I like uh, that. <laughs> um, uh, great Scott. Great Ari, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty um, good. Uh the the what was it? Um what was it how many gigawatts? Oh one point <laughs> I think it's one point two one. One 
1.21 gigawatts. Gigawatts. <laughs> um, oh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, man. The guy, I mean, like, you want to talk about being typecast. He just looks like <laughs> a loon. Oh, um, yeah, totally. But, so, we're going to talk about nostalgia. And, uh, you know, I think the format is, like, instead of, like, I mean, you know, we're definitely going to sort of weigh maybe any pros or cons that we can find. Um, but I think, I think in some ways, you know, it'd just be nice to look at that, look at this and just sort of talk about some of the nostalgic reasons we play games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially, like I said, in light of playing Dead Space, um, which was sort of a nostalgic pick for me. Um, because I did play it. I played it a few, you know, years ago when it came out. Um, but then, you know, uh, and even, you know, sort of, and we did, we hadn't mentioned it, but and I, I guess now's the time to sort of drop the, the, the announcement, but we do have a winner for the, uh, backlog buster poll. Yeah. Um, so what are you going to be playing, Josh? I'm going to be playing shadow of the Colossus. Finally. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And that game has like a lot of nostalgic value for me. And even sort of like in what I was saying before, like even playing through Hollow Knight, it sort of evoked almost sort of a faux nostalgia in me. Mm-hmm. And it sort of just made me, you know, when I was thinking about that, and I'm like, man, like some of the things. Um, so what. I, I guess like sort of some of this is a bit of a self-examination maybe that I'm uh, inviting people to sort of critique me on, <laughs> but um, you know, what, what are, when I, I guess sort of, what are your thoughts and, and we'll sort of bounce around there. So. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there, Oh man, just like every conversation, I think there's pros and cons, especially when we're talking about nostalgia. I think, I think, um, especially in the case of, of talking about video games, I'm sure it happens in, in tons of other medium as well. Um, but, but especially with video games, usually when people bring up nostalgia, it's to say that it's a bad thing. Like it's, it's coloring your, um, the way you see something and you're not being objective about um about your you know opinions about a particular video game um so uh, th- and while i do think there are certainly some negative things about nostalgia uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't say that it's all negative and i think i think that's because like video games in general are not a very objective medium <laughs> Like yeah. just because a game is good does not mean that I will enjoy it. It doesn't mean that you'll enjoy it. You know, um, everyone's tastes are different. So, uh, so I think there, there's some good and there's some bad here. Um, and to, to sidestep for just a moment, um, something as I was just thinking about nostalgia and about, um, how it plays into the, the idea of video games and even, actually something that that came up when we were talking about the the backlog buster in general in the group um is that and then and don't please don't take this the wrong way i'm not trying to i'm not trying to call anyone out or anything like that but someone was joking around about how um about how like isn't this group about busting backlogs why are you making me buy new games you know so Mm. that i can play new games uh again i understand it was a joke so so yeah i'm again i'm not trying to call anyone out 
But um, I think the reason why, yes, we're we're totally about knocking out our backlogs. Um, but I think that we we're about playing better games. We're about playing the best games. So, like when I look at my huge backlog. I want to be wise with the time that I choose to spend playing video games, and I would rather play the best games than mediocre games. And I think I've kind of said that in so many words on other episodes as well, but in case you haven't, in case I have not been clear, I think kind of what we do here is is we talk about some of the merits of of certain video games and and how it affects more than just the game itself, but but how it affects you as a player as well and so i i would just encourage you to play the best games like and i don't mean like play everything that's good i mean when you choose to sit down and play something um play it because because it's good not just because it's there if that makes sense so with with that said the the way that, that that came into mind while i was thinking of nostalgia is simply because um because nostalgia does kind of paint the way that we the way that we see video games and the, and I think there's also the side of um looking at video games in the context in which they were released um you know a game like say braid um nowadays if it were to come out it probably would not make as big of a splash as it did when it came out simply because there are a lot of 2d indie platformers that try to tell stories um and i'm not saying anything bad about the game like i think i think it's a great game i haven't finished the game so um i I do that that ending is ridiculous Uh i i got a few levels and i i actually think i got to the end of that game on my 360 um you know just sort of talking about that and then got to a point where I was like, no, I'm not doing this. This is stupid. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, and so I think like I've seen the ending, but the only reason I, I've seen the ending is because I uh, watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've done that. I mean, I think I, I, I think I talked about how I did that with Strange Journey as well. It's like I wasn't going to replay the games to get the other endings. So, um, so I just checked them out on YouTube. Anyways, we were talking about braid, and sort of you, you weren't gonna you weren't gonna bring up how uh, how basically in its day Final Fantasy VII was <laughs> was a, the creme de la creme, but now it's just trash. Oh. No, not you weren't, not, you not weren't quite gonna yet. bring that up. <laughs> not quite yet. Um, but yeah, just all that to say is that we there is um, merit to to taking video games in their in their context. So like, uh, just because there's a glut of, say, in the case of of Hollow Knight, a glut of two D Metroidvania style games right now, um, doesn't mean that some of the early entries in that series of games um, are are even if they're not as good as some of the games that are coming out now, they still have their, their merit because of the time that they were created, you know, in the, in the space that they were, um, there mm-hmm. wasn't anything like it. Um, so, so I think there's, there's context, um, that kind of play that plays into this idea of nostalgia. Um, because I mean, the, yeah, the problem with nostalgia is, is that 
we tend to um, view the past and the things that we got attached to when we were younger um, in such a way that we don't remember the flaws that it carried with it. You know, I, I, I remember enjoying the first Dragon Warrior game on NES, but I'm sure if I went back to it, I would be very annoyed with all the grinding that was required in order to beat that game. Oh yeah, you dude. Know. I actually, um, a few years ago I was, I was working in the gas and oil industry. Um, and I remember actually getting it on my phone, the, uh, uh, like a remake of the, the original dragon warrior. Yeah. And, uh, I think they had sort of like cleaned it up a little bit mm -hmm. to, to make it play a little bit easier. But even then I was like, man, like there's just not a lot going on with this game, but mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, it was like one of my favorite games. Like, and it's mm -hmm. like, in some ways it is a very foundational game for oh, me. Oh, definitely. Like as far as like establishing my tastes. Mm -hmm. So totally. yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point. Um, you know, I think too, like, you know, and, and, and I sort of touched on it and, and I don't, and I, you know, I don't want to trigger too many people, so I'm not going to, but I, I think, I think one of the sort of like the downsides of nostalgia is that it sort of traps you into sort of a false narrative, mm -hmm. um, where this, this game that, uh, like, uh, yeah, I I don't know what to I don't know what to use because I, I want to use Final Fantasy VII, but I'm really <laughs> trying to avoid. Um, but it, but you know you have these games that in their moment are sort of like these pinnacle, these high point moments, and then we we sort of lock our ourselves into saying nothing will ever sort of. I you know I'm probably guilty of of doing this with like Chrono Trigger, mm -hmm. like if I'm being honest, like I love that game. Mm -hmm. um, but like the reality is like uh you know yeah it's 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 probably a little dated in some ways mm -hmm. um that I, I i'm not a huge fan of admitting <laughs> to um but i i think like you know there's sort of a almost like a danger where you can sort of not i don't know danger seems like a strong too strong a word but like you can sort of blind yourself Mm -hmm. to really seeing like okay like no this this is definitely like good for its time mm -hmm. and you can even sort of appreciate this the the contributions that it made and sort of and again sort of like referencing that like that dragon warrior like you know if if all if if the only game i ever played was dragon warrior which would be fine because that it was a solid game it was a very good game um but like you know, like I said, it, at some point in time, it would wear a little thin, and and I would really be robbing myself of the narratives that I've experienced. Um, and it was because I sort of at some point in time was willing to put a lot of that, those uh, my preconceived or my 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 notions on sort of what was the the bar of excellence. Mm -hmm. I was able to take that and sort of set that aside. And because of that, um, you know, like I said, uh, to you, you know, I, I, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really struggling with words here. Um, but like I was saying, like, I, I really think hollow Knight um, is probably on my top 10 list mm -hmm. of all time. 
and uh yeah that, that's that i you know i i could have very easily like gotten into a place where i you know um and in some ways like i it's been a long time since i played symphony of the night mm-hmm. but like and which is like sort of like the standard when it comes to the metroidvania like that mm-hmm. is the gold standard that is that is the metroidvania that all other metroidvanias are sort of held to and i'll be honest i sort of think that hollow knight might be a little bit better Hmm. um you know and and now granted i've also it's been you know years since i played symphony of the night Mm -hmm. but i'm saying like you know it's i think it's very easy to get stuck in that sort of that 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 zone Mm -hmm. where it's like well you know it's not it's not this or it's not that or they you know they change this sort of thing and um because you're you know sort of unwilling to embrace um something newer you're you're really robbing you know yourself totally i i think um so i think some of the some of the games that you mentioned i mean even chrono trigger it's been forever since i've played chrono trigger and it's probably due time that i play it again um so i don't know that i can agree with you or not because again that's one of my favorite game it's oh, tied for yeah, my favorite game of all time um but yeah. but i i think alongside that um i think kind of similarly final fantasy 6 which is the yeah. game that's tied for me is that um the th- one of the things that i love about that game is the characters and the character interactions and honestly i don't know because it's been so long since i played the game if the script holds up today like some of the things that meant a lot to me when I was younger and played through that game, um, I'm not sure that the that the localization because I've heard that that game has some localization issues. I'm not sure that it would translate well if I were to go back to it now, you know, and and take a look at it with a more critical eye as opposed to how I played video games when I was younger. Um, I think also, I mean, I think the Super Nintendo is probably my favorite console of all time. And I think that is heavily fueled by nostalgia um, because a lot of the games that I really enjoyed um, when I was younger were on the Super Nintendo um, and and it's got a ton of fantastic games. But if I were to really um, step back and look at the the entire (laughs) um, collection of games for different systems, um, there are probably much better systems out um, if if you were to take a more objective stance um, at what is you know what was the greatest system of all time, even though Super Nintendo is my favorite, um, there there are probably better choices objectively. Um, but it's 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 my nostalgia that I have for that for that system in general. Um, I think another example would be say for the Nintendo sixty four, um, possibly as a whole. <laughs> But um, certainly, I think it had some very some landmark games. So I'll say even Super Mario sixty four, which mm-hmm. again I have to I have to be completely honest with everyone. I have not played hardly any of that game. Um, I just didn't own it when I was younger, and so I never got around to playing it. Um, I need to because I know it's a classic. But I'll bet I I have played through Mario Galaxy. I'll bet that Galaxy is probably a better game than mario 64 but what mario 64 did for game design as a whole 
is more substantial. You know, and I'm sure there are lots of memories tied to Mario 64 that would that would cause a lot of people to to say like no this is the definitive 3D Mario game there's there will not be a better one um simply because of of the memories that they had tied to that game and and similarly i think and, and i think we've talked about it on the podcast as well even even with the guests that we had on would be say Ocarina of Time on on uh Nintendo 64 is that Yes, it was it it I I think it's still a fantastic game. I think it um yeah, it, it definitely it revolution I mean, it revolutionized that entire series. Um it gave the it was the standard of 3D Zelda for a long time. But, I mean, you and I both prefer Wind Waker over that game that takes the same um the same basic kind of idea of what a 3D Zelda is and changes it. Um and so I think even though Lots of people would say that it is that Ocarina of Time is the greatest Zelda. Uh, I don't necessarily it, agree. It's all right for them to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, know. that's what I'm trying to say. Is <laughs> you're just um, not as obnoxious as I am, so you know it's all right. And, um, no, I I think yeah, I think that's that's a good point. Like it's like there's a difference between sort of like this is a hallmark title, but. Yeah, like if you lock yourself into saying like, okay, yeah, Super Mario sixty four is the only Mario is is the only Super Mario game I will ever need to play again. Nothing else. Like, dude, freaking, you were telling me that you were playing Odyssey. Mm-hmm. You started playing Odyssey again. Yeah. That game, like, I'm not a huge fan of the three D Mario games, and Super Mario Odyssey got its hooks into me and actually nice. you you brought up a a, a series of games uh, the the galaxy super mario mm-hmm. galaxy games i i like for me that those are sort of on my bucket list i'm like i need to play okay. those because i just hear like really good things about them but odyssey got its hooks into me and just sort of i was like you know and i wouldn't say that that it was like mind-blowing but it's like yeah no i just think i think like you know it's good to sort of be aware of the fact that like, you know, you can very easily lock yourself into sort yeah. of these expectations with nostalgia that uh, just end up sort of hurting you in the end. Mm-hmm. But um, totally, I think, I think I, I wanted to too. And, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to shift too hard here, mm-hmm. um, but I think like, you know, one of the things that nostalgia does is it helps give us a bit of a a touchstone, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in, in sort of the same way, I and, and I brought this up earlier, like, I think, when I think about Hollow Knight, the things that I liked about it were the same things that I liked about every other Metroidvania that I've ever played, including Symphony in the Night. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like those, and it sort of touched on all of those those sort of the it, well those those touchstones man i'm just super <laughs> super eloquent tonight um but it touched on all it hit on all of those touchstones mm-hmm. but those touchstones were established yeah by games like symphony and i and super metroid and you know the original metroid and the original castlevanias and and i'm saying like i think like in the same way 
in the same way that like you could very easily lock yourself in nostalgia there's there's a uh, and I'm not going to mention any names because I just don't want to even draw any eye or anything. But there's a, mm-hmm. a fairly popular, um, you know, sort of like culture tastemaker kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's not you, Logan. I'm sorry. Uh, it's <laughs> it's someone else. Different tastemaker. Um, different tastemaker. But uh, this this dude has been a long time champion of, of a particular franchise that just got a recent installment and he's been very vocal about how he doesn't like the the newest iteration of this game and um and a lot of it is he's like it doesn't you know you know at its core this game is is x y and z and they've added these things that aren't x y or z and they don't need to have x y or z and, and I think in some ways, like, you know, there's merit maybe to that argument, but I think at the same time, it's sort of saying like, you know, it's okay for the, the formula to evolve mm-hmm. too. And so it's like, does it, does it do X, Y, and Z? And then like, it adds a little bit extra in, in a meaningful way. Well then, okay. I mean, and if it doesn't, that's sort of a different issue. If it's sort of like, if it's last, lacking some of the basic, like the, the fundamentals there i mean you know looking at sort of like the metroidvania you know coming back to this like looking at that metroidvania sort of vein or jam like you know the the idea of exploration the idea Mm -hmm. of like sort of like the gatekeeping like one of my things that i just love about those games is how as you progress and sort of get new equipment um and and i think it's something that hollow knight does just exceptionally well but like in in all of the Metroid games and all the Castlevania games, like you get the new equipment and then new areas are opened up to you through traversal mm-hmm. or abilities and stuff like that. And it's like that there's something about that that just sort of gets its hooks into me. Yeah. And and but and as long as those elements are there, there's a there's a lot of room to play around. Yeah. But you know, I didn't I don't I didn't mean to to, to distract you from Oh no no no. No, dude, I loved it. I loved it. That was great. I I my only other um example that I was thinking of because I, I was talking about the Nintendo 64 in general is is Goldeneye 007. Um mm. I I think that Perfect Dark is probably a better game in Preach. <laughs> Freaking in preach. almost every way. Um mm. But I think people have more nostalgia for 007. And uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's with all due respect. Again, if you're taking it in context, 007 did something amazing in bringing a shooter to a console that was actually functional. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the Super Nintendo port of Doom. <laughs> it's, yeah. um, it was, it was yeah, functional and, and you had, you know, four player, uh, not co-op, but, but four player playing against each other. Like, I don't say that to downplay 007. I just mean that nostalgia is what fuels a lot of, um, frankly, a lot of love for that game. Again, not that it's not a good game. It is, it is a good game for its time, but I don't think it holds up. And, and to that end, I'm not even sure that perfect dark holds up as well because that genre has just, um, has just Moved expanded. On. Yeah. Yeah. So much. Um, 
There was actually a re like a re release remaster of Perfect Dark a few mm-hmm. years ago, and um, I think that was on 360 and maybe on PS. No, maybe no, just 360 because that's a rare game or whatever. Mm-hmm. I picked it up, tried to play it with some friends, and it was. I don't know if it's just because like the game itself doesn't hold up anymore, really. Mm. It was not good. Yeah. It was like there were oh, so man. many things that we were just like, you know, the, the <laughs> kind of like just looking at it and like sighing and just we would try to play through a match and we're like, this is not fun or good. Mm-hmm. But even though like it's like you said, like, and I mean, I got a little exclamatory there you know when <laughs> when you're you're talking about it like i have a lot of fond memories of both of those games yeah but yeah 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 same here um and and again i just want to reiterate that i'm not saying that nostalgia is inherently bad either because if i'm sure there I, nothing comes to mind immediately and i don't mean to to make myself sound oh anyways um but uh, you can like don't hear me say you can enjoy games that are not very good because of nostalgia that's okay and like have fun with them you know if you enjoy something even if it's not that good enjoy it i'm not saying don't enjoy it um that's totally fine and nostalgia can you can play into that nostalgia by going back to those games and having a great time with it that's totally cool. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying if we want to be, um, if we want to start examining sort of the things that we love about video games in general, and again, the whole the whole onus of this podcast is to kind of examine um, video games in light of of stewardship and spending our time well. Um, it's, it's kind of taking a look back at these games and, and examining them a little bit more critically, what they do to us and what we, what we enjoy about them. So, so, um, it is just a different look at this. Um, I will, one other thing that I just wanted to mention, and I, I see this in myself as well, is that one of the dangers and use that word earlier, and maybe that is too strong. Um, but one of kind of the pitfalls of nostalgia is that it can lead us to believe in a time, a magical time and place when things were better, you mm-hmm. know, like in the better days. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go political with this um, <laughs> because I'm sure there, there are certain political analogies that we can use, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention any of those. Um, but I think by, I think we can have such such golden memories of a time when, um, well, you know, just because I'm thinking of Nintendo 64, when we'd have our friends over and play Mario Kart 64 four-player battle mode all afternoon, um, you know, every week for, you know, that summer back in high school, whatever it was. Um, we We tend to kind of crystallize those times of our lives as... Well, that that's when that's when games were, you know, that time was the perfect time for video games. And now it's now it's bogged down by EA putting in microtransactions and, you know, mm. and and um, 
I don't I don't I don't know all all these things you know now GameStop is is the devil and has all these horrible business well, Games, practices GameStop has always been the devil <laughs> I mean Even you know you didn't realize it um yeah it, you know wh- whatever for a time it was you know Farmville's the Farmville's the devil and now you know Fortnite or whatever um but but back then that's when video games were pure you know yeah uh video games were never pure there was always garbage being put out there's always been garbage companies that you know yeah and just because it's old doesn't mean it's good like right if 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 somebody isn't aware of this check out like google the et game for the atari (laughs) like google that that that's some hot trash (laughs) that's like you know but yeah, I think I I you know and and sort of and I think one of the things I that I think oh geez I'm I'm man people this is <laughs> just some rock solid audio right now um, I'm I'm so sorry that my brain and mouth are kind of just falling apart right now but I think that's a really good takeaway because I we have talked about. That this podcast is yes, it's about video games, but it's also about stewardship and sort of being wise with our time and our money. And one, I want to echo that th- you you sort of brought it up earlier about we we want to not just play any old game out there, but we do want to make sure that we are playing the best available games. Like you know, we want to, um, and that's and and. Some ways I've actually shifted. Like I actually mm-hmm. check reviews and scores from time to time, mm-hmm. and I ask around and I pay attention to conversations. And there are certain individuals that, when they say this is a good game, that has weight with me now because yeah. I don't have a lot of time. But I think, like, sort of putting a a not so video game oriented sort of spin on this is like I think one of the things to walk away from this is it, yeah there was no such thing as the good old days mm-hmm. like just in life I think like a lot of times like in, vid- in in video games like we can sort of see like a bit of a microcosm of this right where it's like you know the the games of our youth and the games that we grow up on like yeah yeah dude like yeah I mean Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy 6 are up there they're in my top 3 easily um and even like you know, I'll be honest. Like I'm, I'm super excited that you're playing Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think there is sort of an agelessness about that game, mm-hmm. but it's 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 an outlier. You know, the the game that it was uh, pitted against, Okami, is is a mm-hmm. game that I absolutely adore as well. It's not probably as high on the rankings you know at some Mm -hmm. point in time i may sit down and just write out like my top 10 games of all time (laughs) um which and dead space would be on that list somewhere um but it's like it's one of those things where (sighs) the the, it would be i think very easy for me to go back and say like no like this is these are like this is when gaming was pure Mm -hmm. and and sort of like even in trying to do that in my own life, I, th- I think when I do catch myself doing that in my life, like and, and sort of saying like, no, this is like, you know, and even just sort of like, you know, putting a sort of a different sort of set of tires on this thing altogether. Like, um, you know, the last several years, I have really 
Um, not, not to get too into the weeds here. I'm going to try to make this quick. Brevity is not really our <laughs> thing. Um, I was raised in the church. And when I was about 18 or 19, I walked away from the faith. Um, now I'm reformed. And so the, some of the things I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to try to say them in a way that are understandable mm-hmm. and not getting too into the reform sort of lexicon here. Yeah. Um, but when I was 18 or 19, I walked away. And for about the next 10 years, I, I basically, um, I was a hard drinking, irresponsible. I actually had a lot of substance abuse problems. Um, you know, I was a chain smoker. I, I was a chronic, uh, anyway, anyways, just, uh, there was a lot of sin and garbage in my life. And when I came back and I'm sort of throwing air quotes about that, but when I, you know, was really confronted with the reality of, of, uh, Jesus and God and all of, all that that entails. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there was this very like, and I, I sort of came back in as a sort of Calvinistic, you know, I was, I, you know, I used to say, oh, I didn't have a cage stage. And then I got honest and I was like, oh no, I totally had one. <laughs> um, but there is a point right now where I'm at in my life where a lot of times I look back. And so it's been, that was like 2009. 2009 had my conversion experience or whatever, but the, this moment where, you know, to sort of allude to a biblical reference, um, I had sort of a Pauline moment where it was hard to kick against the goads, mm-hmm. like where I was sort of, God backed me into a corner and said, you're mine and you can kick against this and scream against this, or you can submit and it will be good. And, and, it, and it has been good, but I look, and and I guess where I'm going with this and what I want to talk, like what I want to sort of like bring home Mm -hmm. is like, you know, I've heard it called a bunch of different things, but like sort of like they're they're like sort of chasing after that hilltop experience, you know, because like early on in that sort of that conversion experience, I was like on fire. Like, dude, I read through the entire Bible three times in two years. Dang. I, I was a sponge. I read through systematics. I read anything I could get. Like, I mean, I was, now I was reading some real garbage too, but I mean, like I was also, but I was reading like through systematics. I was reading, I mean, you know, I was exposing myself to the, the, the you know, just a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I did a lot of growing in that time. And now, as I'm sort of like a little older, and and not to say that there aren't things like, and again, to sort of look back and say, no, here are key touchstones. Here's something like, look at this moment. What can I take away from this? Again, sort of even fall, but saying like, hey, like, you know what? I I look at my life now and I look at the struggles that I have now and sort of like the, you know, to quote Michael Horton, there's sort of the fit or now my, my pastor Jared says this. Um, and I think, but the faithful plotting, you know, P L O D D I N G of, of the believer. And a lot of times that's not nearly as glamorous or or exciting or as sort of charged as that initial conversion experience was. And so I guess sort of where I'm going with this is I'm saying like, listen, it is, 
if I were just to sort of like lock myself into that moment and say everything needs to sort of meet up to the standard, I think I would rob, I would be robbing myself of the deeper joys that I have experienced through marriage and just the slower maturity. And so I just, that's sort of like the real life application here or one of the real life applications here. I mean, I, you know, I just, and, and I think like, you know, like I said, it's, 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 it's cool that we can look at these, these smaller things. And I don't, I don't always want to get like super preachy. Like I, listen, I, I will preach and I will share the gospel, you know, and I'm not super good at that because I, I love people and I think it's the truth. And I think it's the only thing that's going to save you. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying when I don't want to get preachy. I just, <laughs> you know. Like I, this is a video game podcast, so you know. But I think, like I said, it's it's that sort of, you know, yeah. Anyways, sorry, man. I just got like I just went. I was like I was like, and then, just like down this this kind of like weird rabbit hole thing. So no, man, I I like it, and and I think I I totally get where you're where you're going with that, or yeah, just what you were saying is that. Um, just having this idea of that everything should always be like it used to be, you know, my, my hilltop experience, whatever that was ought Mm. to continue. And that's where we always ought to live is in those hilltop moments. And that is just not the case in any area of life. (laughs) You, uh, you, you even, you mentioned marriage and, um, yeah, like like you said, I don't want to be preachy about it, but I think that's that's also a key in marriage as well is like, yeah, you you have a honeymoon and it's awesome, but you're not going to always live in the honeymoon. And I think that's what causes a lot of marriages um r- real real deep problems down the line is that you kind of expect that oh, well we're always going to feel exactly the same way um that we did in the beginning that's just not the, like you you become different people and and you're not fighting for um what you had you're fighting for what you have right now um so anyways yeah this, like you said this is a video game podcast it's not a marriage podcast but um i think that totally applies uh so when we look to something any any type of media um but with video games in general like it's you're not you can't possibly have the same experience with a different video game it's it's not going to happen um that said you can have other types of experiences that may or may not be as good or better possibly better you know um but it's going to meet you at a different point in your life and and you have to kind of take it take all of that into account when you're when you're kind of thinking through what what you enjoyed about the game and, and uh, how it compares, you know, if, if you're into even comparing video games, you know, <laughs> but yeah. um, just, I know it sounds weird. It, it's kind of like live in the moment that you're, if, if you're, if you're just so obsessed with the past um, and a great experience that you had in the past, then you're, you're going to let whatever's happening right now pass you by. Um, and I, I think that totally goes with, with playing video games as well. Yeah, no. And I think that's like, yeah, it's, 
I, and I guess sort of, I, I made a, a bit of a reference to it. I think it's just really easy, you know, and I, like the, my nostalgia gives me a plus two to self-deception. Yeah. Like, it is super easy to, I mean, like one of the reasons, okay, besides the fact that it is an absolutely phenomenal game, but like Mario, Super Mario Brothers 3 also is very like emotionally charged for me. That mm-hmm. was like a, you know, it was a, it was like sort of one of these like peak moments in my childhood. And um, I mean, now granted, like now I sort of understand like the technical beauty yeah. of that that game um, and what they were doing with it. But I just I think like it's like I said, I think like the the sort of the 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 danger, the caution is definitely yeah. Like, don't get locked into this. Understand that, like, okay, like these high water marks or these these touchstones are sort of platforms to go even higher. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and and I don't think, and you know, so we 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 brought it up a little bit, um, and and I know that I have sort of like said some, eh, not I'm not the hugest fan in the world, but uh, like. So we, we talked about Shadow of the Colossus, and, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this thought. I really am. Um, like, I look at a game like, you know, when you stack that side-by-side side against something like Breath of the Wild. Now, I prefer Shadow of the Colossus, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, like, be, like, straight up, and this is the most you'll ever probably get out of me about it. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is technically a superior game. Mm. I don't think it it's sort of as good in a lot of ways but like it takes a lot of those elements that shadow of the colossus sort of introduced and played with and it takes that formula and it sort of cracks it open and it runs with it even further mm. and that's that's really like you, you know and that's that's sort of you know so it's like don't don't sort of lock yourself in and say like this is what they all need to be like definitely be willing to live in the moment like sort of you know in, in metaphorically speaking yeah you know like you know be be in that that moment or whatever um but i think too like the the good thing is like to to sort of say like no like it is good to go back i think from time to time and re-examine some of those touchstones and sort of like i mean for me you know just sort of you know, briefly talking about Dead Space again for a minute, like, mm-hmm. one of the things is, like I said, this, you know, I played it probably nine or ten years ago, and and just to sort of, um, man, wow, I, I didn't even think of that. Huh. Yeah, it was, I, I played this game shortly before I, I sort of had my conversion experience, you know, that, yeah. that where, wh- how I would describe it is actually where um, I became aware and took ownership of my regeneration mm-hmm. okay to, to sort of dip into the reform bees <laughs> um but and that was a it was a it was a game that i bought sort of i was sort of in a weird i was in a weird transitional space but it's like it it just it's it it didn't really even like here, here's the thing Playing Dead Space again didn't take me back to the the first times. Like I played mm-hmm. it differently now because like I, you know, then I then I did that. I was able to sort of like pound through this game. Yeah, but I know all the beats and 
and the jump scares, I, I know they're coming. And like, you know, after a while, like every once in a while, there's, there's a couple of you go, Oh, Oh, you know, like yeah. you know, when something like pops around a corner or whatever, it's like, Oh, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just, um, like I appreciated going back and seeing like all the really good things that that game does that I think like, honestly, I still, I mean, again, like the whole, like them looking at, mutilated corpses was kind of <laughs> gross that was a bit too much but um i think there's a lot there for like if i i wish other studios would sort of like read into those and and i was really kind of bummed uh when uh sony shut them down yeah uh, because i like this uh that's dead space is just such a phenomenal title and it like, I mean, like, it is, in my opinion, it is a master's class in sound design. And uh, just it, as far as just, like, evoking, like, and creating sort of an environment that sort of really draws you in. Like, um, dude, but, uh, yeah. yeah, no, like, nostalgia can be a good thing. And, you know, but it can, just like any other good thing, it can sort of be, it, it does cut sort of both ways. Yeah. I guess it's sort of yeah. thought. Exactly, exactly. Like those, yeah, don't don't hear me as saying that it's bad to have those type of, I'm just repeating the analogy of those type of mountaintop experiences. Like those are great, but we can't constantly be chasing those and trying to get back what we had because it's not going to happen. And you're going to run yourself into the ground if you're, one, expecting anything else to get you to that place and to um, even expecting that same thing to get you back there. Cause if I were to play to replay some of my favorite games, I don't think I would love them as I would love them in a different way now. And I would see them in a different light because I'm a different person. So, mm. so I think one of the, one of the things we need to sort of take away from this is that we need to put a chrono trigger playthrough <laughs> in the books. Um, Dude, this week, I just, uh, actually, probably just a couple days ago, I listened to one of the latest episodes of Retronauts where they talked about Chrono Trigger. And I'm just mm. like, oh, I need to play this game again. Dude, <laughs> and why I, don't, what's that? We will, no, let's set it up. We'll, we'll, we'll pick like a, we'll pick some, you know, post backlog busters, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, open up the new year with some good old fashioned time, time, time traveling hijinks. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll finally be able to play my DS version because I've heard that version is really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I own it just, yeah, but haven't played it. So I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So we, we got we to gotta put that one in the books. <laughs> um, we, will, we, we will further iron out the details of that. But yeah, no, I think that, that, that would be a good one. You know, um, are there any sort of like closing thoughts? I know I sort of interrupted you there, but no, 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 no. That that was that was pretty much it. Is that yeah, nostalgia is a good it's a good thing. It just like you said, it cuts both ways. There's some there's some cautions that we need to take as well. Um, because you can't you can't believe everything that uh, that you tell yourself. Yeah. So. That 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 whole self deception, it's yes. it is uh I mean I could there's there's always like more applications that you can like pull out or whatever. Yeah. But um totally. So I think at this point in time we have, you know, to to but we have 
wandered to and fro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we meandered down old paths and um, sort of kicked at some of our, our memories of childhood and not as childishhood. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think in the future we will look back fondly on this episode. Do you, do you think, or will we just be deceiving ourselves? Oh, no. Oh. I guess that's oh. up for the listeners to, to decide. <laughs> we'll see. So, but, um, yeah, speaking, speaking of listeners, if you want to reach out to us, there's plenty of ways that you can do that. If you want to talk about nostalgia, if you want to talk about some of your favorite games that you um, enjoyed growing up that we have failed to mention, not that we necessarily talked about them all, or if you just want to talk about how wrong we are about um, some of the games on the Nintendo 64, <laughs> you can or let Final us know. Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> Mostly, Final if you VII. respond to, to my Final Fantasy jabs, I will just mock you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can do that. You can jab us uh, on our Facebook group, of course, the hashtag um, Backlog Book Club. Um, you can email us that our email address is the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Uh, and, and of course you can hit up each of us on our personal Twitter accounts on, you know, PSN, uh, if we have, you know, friend codes, all that fun stuff or on the GG app. Um, most of the time, Twitter, Facebook, GG, you can either find me, I'm either Josh Broccolo or I'm just Broccolope. Um, search around and you'll find me and Nate. You are. I, I am Nate underscore McKeever pretty Nate. much everywhere because I'm super boring. Um, and and hey, you know what? I I know we don't we don't. Uh, this is this is kind of new, and I'm I think I'm springing this on you. But if if you you actually like the show, why don't you rate and review us yeah. on whatever you're listening this to, or tell your friends? Um, you know, not that you know. I mean, like, let's be honest. This is like the most successful podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know that that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to like no, but um, yeah. Like, if, if you like what we're doing here, um, yeah, come join us in the backlog book club or rate and review. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 really selling them on this this rating <laughs> and reviewing thing, but yeah. Um, rate us and review us on whatever you're listening to us on. Totally. So. We'd love to hear your feedback. Yeah. yeah. And if you think we suck, uh, yeah, okay. Like We can take criticism. Just tell us why. Yeah. And if it's just like, you know, no, they suck because they suck sores. Uh, well, then but that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. So. Do you have any recommendations before we head out? Mm, oh, recos. Hmm. <laughs> I actually, you know what? I w- really would recommend the Big Sleep, okay, um, by by Chandler. Um, it's it's fun. It's fun. Uh, like I would also recommend that that those episodes of the Bookening about the Big Sleep. Okay, I think those are pretty good. Um, you know, you're talking about listening or yeah, listening, reading, listening to um, books, kind of just just for fun. And I was able to pick up one. Uh, from the library, another another audiobook. It's just called. Uh, it, it, it's it's along the same lines of Power Up, um, and it's just called Super Mario. Um, mm, the subtitle yeah. is How Nintendo Conquered America. It's by Jeff Ryan, um, and I've been listening to that, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. 
Um, Lauren, it's it's definitely a lot of uh, Nintendo worship <laughs> because I mean it's really all about Nintendo basically. Um, but it's it's yeah, I'm enjoying just listening to it real casually and listening, learning about the history of Nintendo and the different the key players and how it all how it all shook out early on. And uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool. I dig it. Cool. I I actually have that in my Audible list. I'll have oh, nice. to uh, check that out. One um, thing I will say is that the the guy who reads it, um, bless his heart, as we Southerners say, because some of the some of the names he just like messes up, like terribly. <laughs> Like Ooh. he tried to say Samus Aaron and I think he said Samus Arrow or something like that. Like it was so wrong. Um, it was just funny. And every time he talks about the um Japanese uh Nintendo Entertainment System, he calls it the Famicom. And I'm like, no, that's an M, but that's not an N. Anyways, just little little things. Just just little like things. he he triggered you a little bit. <laughs> um there was there was something earlier in the week that I was like, no, I need to remember this, and apparently it wasn't important enough for me to remember. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess until next time, you know, next time, adventures in the backlog breakdown. Where will Josh and Nate go there? I don't know. I got nothing. Go go home. <laughs> Bye. Bye.